You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the name of the Lord, somebody. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Good evening. God bless you. Welcome, someone. Hallelujah. I hope your day went well. Praise the Lord. He is on the throne. And because he's on the throne, we know that it is well. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Okay, uh, on Sunday, we're looking at just um, some things that we find in our experience and we find in our time and we find recorded in the word of God how some things that are not good, evil can be occurring. Atmosphere that is not so, so, so beautiful, evil that is, you know, there. And you're wondering what is going on. And we looked down and we saw our nation and we saw that the corruption and the corrupt people and the, you know, uh, um, inefficiencies and all the things that we see is not peculiar. We saw that happening in Israel. Now the leader, the high priest was government almost, you know, at that time. So he, he oversaw Eli and his sons, oversaw both the priesthood and the governance. They decreed, they oversaw everything. So that was like the government and the religion at the time. And we saw how evil it was. And we also saw that intervention was not swift. Or maybe it was swift, but it was not immediate. Okay? And that brings us to ponder upon this question, which I want us to deal with quickly before we go on to what I want us to learn tonight and pray. That... What are the things that influence divine intervention? Like in a case like ours now, why, why hasn't God, you know, intervened and just done some awesome things? And one of them is what we dealt with on Sunday, where we said God intervenes by what? Replacement. If he removes one, he has to find one to put. And we saw how God endured Saul. Saul actually ruled Israel for 40 years. And most of those years, God was not pleased with him. Praise God. But the Bible says, he said, our God said to Samuel, I have found David, the son of Jesse. And you know that in Jesse's house, there was the eighth brother, the first one. There was the seventh, there was the sixth, there was the fifth, there was the fourth, there was the third, there was the second, second to last. And then there was David. So you can imagine how long. God was searching until he found David. He could not say to Saul, your dynasty must end. And that is what we began to look at on Sunday. And my prayer is that you will be found in the name of Jesus. And that the Lord's intervention will occur sooner than later in the name of Jesus. So there is this replacement option which God must find. Which is part of the reasons why the Father's church exists. Praise the Lord. To raise for him men and women that he can pick up in our homes, in our families, in businesses, in different areas to say, I have somebody. I pray and I believe you are that person in Jesus' name. Another reason why quickly God allows, you know, some of these situations to continue and we are wondering, isn't it enough? Is simply his mercy. 
Exodus 34 verse 6, this is what God says about himself. He says, and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and what? Gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. It means he gives us long robes. Sometimes we don't like the long robes when we are the people that are suffering the condition. But this is what he does. He gives long robes. So you and I may have had persons, maybe colleagues or bosses or friends or relatives who are very wicked, evil. Everybody agrees that evil. In fact, most of us, if we think back, you know that even your village where you come from, some of the most wicked people live the longest. Am I correct? Or is it only my village? Some of the most evil people live the longest. You know why? God is long-suffering. He's giving them a long time so that they can turn, so that they can repent. That is message there. You see, let's note, praise God, that God, every human being that steps into this world, that is born into this world, God has a good plan for him. Praise the Lord. The word that he said concerning Jeremiah was not privately to Jeremiah, it's to everyone he created. Everyone is created. Every human being is made in the image and likeness of God. Everyone. Everyone. No matter what they are doing with their lives, God has allowed man to make choices. And those choices may begin to show the bend of their lives. But God's intention for everyone is to become his son. God said, let us what? Make man in our image according to our likeness so even the persons that you just can't think about uh, 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 Abu Shekau, okay, and the rest of them the Fulani headsmen that are maiming and all those people no matter slender tall like that you know God loves them God has a plan some of them are apostles some of them are evangelists praise the Lord that's God's intention okay but God will not compel us so that's why we find, but then he gives long rope. Praise the Lord. He gives long time. So he's merciful. Even on our own side, Numbers 14, 19, even on our own side that are his children, he's also merciful. You see what happened here was when the children of Israel had sinned and rebelled against God, many times God was now saying to Moses, Moses, I think I'm tired. I'm tired. I have to destroy these people. This was the cry. Moses cried to him. Let's read it everybody. It said, pardon the iniquity of who? These people are the children of Israel. It says, I pray according to what? The greatness of your mercy. You have been forgiving them. He was saying to God, God, you are in the character of forgiving them. Continue to forgive. You know, there are some persons that because you know their character, what do you do? You keep pushing. You keep pushing. Praise God. And that's what is shown here. He said, Moses was the one who was making this prayer. He said, according to the greatness of your mercy. He said, please pardon once again. The Lord has said, these ten times no more. Moses said, please make it eleven. Don't stop. Why? Because you're what? Merciful. There are some persons that no matter what is going on, they just want to draw on that extra mercy. The unfortunate thing is that nobody knows when the time will be up. So I pray, that's why the Bible says, today is what? The day of salvation. Don't extend it. You don't know. You don't know. Many people have planned to give their lives or to turn around 
or to do something that they know they ought to do or to stop doing something that they know they should stop doing at the 11th hour some of them died at the 10th hour you can imagine the regret you can imagine the frustration when they realize that they had an option so the mercy of god often you find situations and and you're just there, there's something i saw in the news i don't know if we saw that in the news but a vc in kogi state that was retiring or being you know reposted or something and the whole staff the whole i think the whole staff they were they, they, they were celebrating there was in fact actually took pictures of the woman and said it was a funeral they were so happy she was going i don't understand it i want to believe that the woman can be that bad but you can imagine the prayers this people have made but she stayed four five years god is merciful praise the lord so sometimes when we're eager for quick intervention let's remember that this message sometimes may be as though it's against us but we also need the message had it not been for the lord had it not been for his message the bible says if he were to regard iniquity there will be nobody living on earth today. Praise God. So that helps us to be patient in moments of trial. Okay. Another thing that determines the intervention of God is what we find in Genesis 15. Let's look at it. So we'll read it. Genesis 15. From verse 13, please. 13 to 16. I'll read it and then I will say. You see, verse 13 says, God said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them. And they will afflict them for 400 years. Okay? And also the nation whom they serve, I will judge afterward, they shall come out with great possessions. 15 and 16. Now, as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace and you shall be buried at a good old age. Now look at 16. This is the limiting factor here. It says, but in the fourth generation, they shall return here. Why? It says, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. Some translations say it's not yet full. So God sometimes will not display. Some of us, you see the Bible says the wealth of the wicked what, is laid up for the righteous. Now that is actually what is happening here. They were in the land of the Canaanites. And God said, I will give you this land. I will give your children this land. Okay, But he says, I won't give it to you now. You know why? The current dwellers, the current inhabitants have not offended me enough to uproot them. Are you seeing what is happening there? And, you know, when, each time I read the scripture, something comes to my mind which I must share with you today is this. You know, when we wrote jam, how many wrote jam here those days when jam was jam? They told us that in jam, that when you fail a number, you don't just fail the number, they subtract it from the ones you got. Is that true? You know, Pastor Nat, is that true? Okay. It was true. Uh -huh, that's how it was. So you don't just fail a number, they subtract it. Now, what I think may also be following here is this. The Amorites, God wants to replace them. Okay. So he's waiting for their sin to be full. Now, the children of Israel that God wants to use to replace them. What if they are sinning paripasso with the Amorites? You know what will be happening? Their sin will be canceling out that of the Amorites. Do you get it? Because do you know why I'm saying that? It was not 400 years. It was 400 and how many? 30. It was 430. 
God said, based on the way these people are going, 400 years their cup will be full. So you just be patient. But the children of Israel were canceling out. That's why the, the best we are still going to get to that, the best you can do in a bad situation is to do good. Praise the Lord. No, no, no. You see, if you can't beat them, join them, does not, somebody who knows God cannot say that. Because God is not on anybody's side. He says, I am what? That I am. God does not shift. Praise the Lord. That my wife is annoying me does not give me basis to annoy her back. We've learned it here that the reason the Bible says, if they slap you, turn the other cheek. Is that if they slap you and you slap back, it's a fight. God can't intervene again. It's as simple as that. So the iniquity of the Amorites was not full. So there are situations where we are waiting for God to intervene. And God is saying, I'm waiting for their iniquity. I'm a just God. Praise the Lord. Do you know that God will permit you and I and human beings, even those in hell, he will permit them to accuse him. That's what he says. He says he will not leave himself without a witness. Who needs a witness? Is it not someone that they're going to say? So people will come and say to God, but you did this, you did this. God will have to show them that he's a righteous judge. And for him to be able to do that, everything has to balance. Praise the Lord. So in, in our nation at this time, that's why we believers have to be careful. So that we don't do the same thing the people that we are calling evil are doing. And how will God in his righteousness now punish them? When he doesn't want to punish you. You know why they do waivers? You know, those days when we're in school, sometimes, you know, you maybe you jump the fence or do something with the principal children. And they bring lists of those that jump the fence. Ordinary, they should be suspended. And the principal looks at the list and his name is, uh, you know, whatever. And then he sees that his uh, Johnson, whatever, is in the list. What does the principal do? He gives the last warning. Another thing happens, his, you know, nephew is there. What does he do? He gives the last warning. That's what is happening. So he keeps extending. So you're saying, Lord, punish them, punish them. But when God looks, if he punishes, he will kill a lot of his children. That's why we must set ourselves apart. Moses said to the children of Israel, he says, separate yourself from these evil people. When they were going to destroy uh, uh, Detam, Abiram, uh, Korah, Detam, and the rest of them. He says, separate yourself. Because if you don't, you will restrain the hand of God. One of the things you and I can do to hasten judgment against evil is to keep from evil. You keep from evil. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So, his mercy and the cup of iniquity. And the last one that determines or influences how long these things happen is one that we must take note of. It is the cry, the call we make to him. You see, in Acts chapter 7, 34, we can take that. Acts 7, 34. The Bible talks about what happened. It says, I've surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I've heard their groaning and I've come down to deliver them. You see, there's a way the people of God can cry to God. You can put Exodus 3 now, 7 to 14 for us, please. Exodus 3, 7 to 14. The cry of God's children can catch his attention. And that's part of the things I'm desiring for our time. Praise God. That he will just look upon us and just have mercy. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? And just say they are groaning, their suffering is what? It's too much. Exodus 3 7. He says, I've surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. The only challenge with that is that they even say that Nigerians are just a wonderful people. That whatever they do to us, we don't even complain too much. Next thing, we use it and crack jokes. That we can so absorb any nonsense. Do you know that I, I don't think there is any country, sociologically, that can take what Nigerians have taken in the last few years? There is no country. Do you know that in the past, from last year, every country is making living cheaper for their people? It's only Nigeria that is the only country worldwide that is making living more difficult. Coronavirus, all of them. They are, they are, they are sending, you know, palliatives, appeasements, waivers, all of that. It's only in Nigeria that it is affliction, affliction, affliction. And then we just take it. Next thing, the people will look for who to blame. They will blame pastors. They will blame bishops. <laughs> they will blame God. You understand? The people who are doing the thing and nobody's blaming them. Okay, so God will look. What is there? It says, I have seen the oppression. If you read down from that 7 to 14, you see how God took note and said, I am coming down to deliver them. May the Lord look upon us and have mercy and intervene in the name of Jesus. So, following that, Proverbs 8 17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me. Proverbs 8 8 17, sorry, 8 17. It says, and those who seek me diligently will do what? Will find me. There's an intervention that occurs because of the seeking of God's people. And that's where the believers have to take responsibility. Because the Bible says, if those who are what? Called by my name. That's it. That's what it's talking about. If those who are called by my name, that is my children, will humble themselves. Turn from their wicked ways. Pray and turn from their wicked ways. Then what will I do? He says, I will hear and I will hear their land. That's an assurance. So he says that those who seek me diligently, and if you go to Jeremiah 29, we'll see him speaking that again. Jeremiah 29 from verse 10. In fact, this is so interesting, the way it's recorded here, is that God had given them 70 years. Let's read it. Let's read it together. Jeremiah 10, just take it with us as we read down to 14. He says, for thus says the Lord, after 70 years I completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Look at 12. Let's read 12 together, everybody. What did he say? Then you will do what? Call upon me and go and pray to me and I will what? Listen to you. God said 70 years. Then he said, even at the 70, even at the 70, I will expect you to do what? I expect you to call on me. No wonder, I can't remember who was teaching, I get connected. Or was it a prayer meeting? No wonder the Bible says, men aren't always what? To pray and not to faint. And do you know one thing that happens when difficulties come? That's when people want to faint. We've learned here, people of God, that whenever the Bible says we should do something, 
Take note. If, you know, there are secrets in the Bible. How many of us like secrets? There are secrets in the Bible. Anytime the Bible says do something, know that that thing is what ordinarily you wouldn't do. Men ought always to pray and not to what? Fainting is the one that is for everybody. Everybody faints. So you, you hear that you should be able to jack up yourself and say, oh boy, don't faint oh. Say, young girl, don't faint oh. Do you understand? He said, men ought always to pray and not faint. That situation, in fact, captures it also. Luke 18 from verse 1 to 8. That situation captures, there was a case and the widow was in the right. But judgment wasn't given to her. It happened. Somebody say, things happen. Oh yes, this is the word, things happen. The only place that was fair on this earth was the Garden of Eden before the fall. After the fall of man, people don't get their due. Until the time of restoration of all things. Until we get to heaven. That's what it's going to be. People who are not qualified will get jobs. People who are qualified will not get the jobs. Praise God. People who have lived their lives carelessly will get some things. Criminals will enter into some place. We have governors now that we know are known criminals. We have all kinds of things happening. Why? Because this is that season. This is the time and the power of evil. That's where we are for now. So if you are not diligent in the faith, if you are not strong in the spirit, you're going to become a toy that they play with. So this woman was in the right. The judge knew, she knew, everybody knew. If she had fainted, her story would have concluded with her not getting what was her due. You will get your due in the name of Jesus because you will not faint in the name of Jesus. It's very simple to understand some of these things because, you see, men ought always to pray and not faint. Nobody has encouraged anybody to sleep more. Nobody has encouraged anybody to be more lazy. Nobody has encouraged anybody to watch movies. Nobody has encouraged anybody to, to you know, the, the, the things that matter, the things that are good for you, somehow, the world where we are in, this earth, will make it difficult for you to do it. But the Bible enjoins us, admonishes us. It says, ought doesn't mean you may like it. I think it was Julius that was leading us. You, you don't have to, but it, you know what it means to, be, to say ought? It's not your convenience. It's for your good. Men ought always want to pray. So here in this Jeremiah 29, it says 70 years will pass. Then... Then what will you do? You will call. You will come to pray. And then he goes on and says, continue. He says, and you will seek me. Read the next one. And what? Find me. When will you find me? When you casually? No. When you search for me with all your heart. Some of us are in situations now and we are being casual about them. No. No. I've encouraged us here, we may not call a corporate fast, but it's all right for you to take three days, seven days, and set your heart and say to the Lord, Lord, this matter, I know you are God. You can handle it. And I'm setting my face towards you because my expectation is from none other than from you. Heaven will look and say, that's my daughter. She's calling me. And I will show up. Praise the Lord. Continue. He says, seek for me daily and find me. And 14 says what? I will be found by you, says the Lord. 
I will be found. Somebody can say amen to that. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. God has the capacity. And that's the confidence we have as his children when we seek him. You see, there, there is no effort. He said, I've not said to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. There is nobody that seeks the Lord and runs at a loss. It's not possible. Jehovah, it's not possible. It's not possible. You can't. You can't lose pursuing God. You can't lose pressing into God. He's too faithful. Praise the Lord. He's too good. That's what we also told in Hebrews 11.3. It says, he that comes to me must what? Must believe that I am. And that what? I'm a rewarder. That's Christianity 101. Praise the Lord. God is a rewarder. You see, when we're encouraging people, don't backslide. Serve the Lord. Be serious with the Lord. Their eyes haven't opened. Somebody was telling me recently that he, he did a souvenir for, for someone that works in government. Someone that is um, you know, high up in government for some program the lady did. And the governor saw the souvenir and liked it. You know, towers. And said, I like this tower. And then the lady mentioned it to the person who did the towers. This person hastened to do these towers and deliver to the governor free of charge. Now, you know why? When you do governor a favor, you know, isn't it, that something somehow will work for you, isn't it? Now, until you begin to see God greater than the governor, then you don't get what it's about. Do you understand? God requires something of you. Or requires you to stop doing something. And then you're strong. You have not seen how big he is. That's what made the man David a bit different. David understood this about God. You can imagine a king. He was king. And they said to him, take this land and offer to the Lord. Take it. I mean, what you're making a sacrifice to the Lord for deliverance. Take it, take it, take it. And what did David say? David said, don't do that. I know the one we are making this offering to. He's not a poor God. Praise God. He's not a lean God. I want it to be on record that I, King David, paid for this. Give me the value and I'll pay for your land. I will worship the Lord with that which costs me something. Some people are happy that these days we don't emphasize offering. We don't emphasize that. In this church, we like this church. You know why? Pastor Kenna doesn't preach about giving. All right, I don't preach about giving. But it is more blessed to give than what? Than to receive. And the Lord himself says, None shall appear before me, what? Empty-handed. Give and it shall be what? Given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shake. Why should I distract you with that when it's already settled? You should ask yourself, Am I honoring the Lord with my increase? We don't teach first fruits. I don't believe you should take all your money, you know, first year and give anybody. I don't believe that. But are you honoring the Lord with your increase? Is your worship advancing with the way the Lord is blessing you? Some of us, God has taken us from one star, not even one star, from face me, I face you, to five star level. Has your worship, has your giving also advanced like that? You don't need anybody to teach you that. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you know who it is, it says, you will seek me, you will find me. What I'm trying to say is that God is reliable. God is here. We sang that song, isn't it? 
God is what? He's here. This God, you call him, you, he will answer. You speak to him, he will speak to you. You wait on him, he will respond. You boast about him, he will defend you. Praise the Lord, somebody. Can I hear a shout of hallelujah? hallelujah. Amen. So, so these are things we learn as we walk with God. So, and these are things that must come into play even in our time as a country. We and I have, we don't have a choice. No matter how evil the time becomes and people behave and all of that, our path is determined, is set. The Bible calls it the highway of what? Holiness. We can't hate to. All this sweat and all this complaint, we are compl- we're still praying for them for salvation. If we have a choice, I was telling my daughter the other day, that every genuine believer has one thing in his heart for the unsaved. What, no matter what level where they are, you want them to be saved. Nobody can be genuinely saved. Nobody can have a ticket to heaven, a short ticket to heaven, bought by the blood of Jesus, and want any other person to go to hell. The only problem is that you can't force anybody. Praise God. Also, most people who have willingly decided to go to hell don't also want any other person to go to heaven. That's why you find these terrorists and some of these people who have made up, they have made a covenant with hell. That's where they want to go to. They've decided against all reason. That's why they also don't want peace. They don't want reconciliation. They just want to kill and maim. They don't care whether it's pregnant women. They don't care whether it's infants. They just want to shed blood. Because they've made up their mind where they're going. So we're two opposites. Praise the Lord. We are going to heaven. and want everybody to go to heaven. Why? You see, in heaven, there's room for everyone. Our Lord Jesus Christ, what did he teach us? In my father's house, what? There are many... There are many, there are many. That's what happens when you know God. You, you find accommodation in your heart for any situation. Why? Because there is room in God. You can forgive anybody. You know why? The forgiveness God has forgiven you with. Oh, you can share with anybody. When you find me not willing, eager to forgive someone, it's because I've also not received abundance of forgiveness. When you also find me, you know, difficult or, or not accommodating in whatever way, it's because I've not also enjoyed the liberty that I have in him. Praise God. So this evening, quickly, with the little time we have, I, I want to show you something I found interesting in the account we looked at. You know, we looked at Second Samuel. Today, I want us to look at, uh, sorry, First Samuel chapter 2. Let's quickly look at uh, chapter 1. The account in chapter 1, okay, I need to read through to give us a background. So I'll read from verse 1 and I'll read quickly. Now there was a certain man of Ramathan Zophin of the mountains of Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoh, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other. Hannah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city early to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. Can you see that information? The Bible does not give information for nothing. The Bible was telling us the atmosphere in Israel, in the, in, in the temple at this time. Okay, So, we have this family, uh, uh, this man with two wives, one had children, one didn't have... And they used to go to worship. And this was a temple. This was where they were going to worship. This corrupt 
priests were there. Okay? And the Bible says, And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all our sons and daughters. Note that this Elkanah was still worshipping God, giving his offerings in spite of the thieves there. Okay? But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And a rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she, Hannah, wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose in one of the instances after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. It meant that being drunk in the temple was common then. There is nowhere I can see somebody praying in that way here. And I will imagine being drunk. Are you getting it now? That is just trying to show you the atmosphere. Okay? So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I've poured out my heart before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken unto you now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way, and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Verse 19. Let's read that together. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord did what? The Lord will remember somebody soon, soon, soon in the name of Jesus. Now, we have this account, and we remember on Sunday we talked about this boys, this family, how they made the worship of the Lord detestable but what i want to pick from here quickly before we close is this in spiritual things god leaves us no room for excuses nobody will come you see god is going to judge who is leading wrong but god will not vindicate who is following wrong i don't know if my point is clear elkanah and his family we are still going to this place to worship. The, the behavior and conduct of Eli and his sons was known. Maybe in today's time you can say if the church leadership is not doing well, you go to another place. But you see, in their time it was one temple. There was no alternative. Elkanah would not say, I'm no longer going to the temple because uh, 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 Hophni will dig his, you know, his fork and take the meat when he shouldn't. That excuse is not taken. And it's, it, it, it's like some persons that today say they've stopped going to church. You, you can't stop going to church. 
Thank God there are many churches. Praise the Lord. If the church, if some of us are too noisy, you can go to those who don't talk. Praise the Lord. But, but you don't have an excuse. You know why? God expects, he said, not forsaking the word. Assembling of yourselves together. If you don't like here, try another place. That's the benefit. That's one of the grace that we have in this time. Anyway, this family were still going. In spite of, that's why the Bible says, and the two sons of Eli were there. They corrupt the raper, the rapist. They were there, but they were still going. Now, the beauty of the spiritual thing is this. God is mindful of everything that happens. Praise the Lord. You see, I I, I like what what in in verse, in verse, in verse, um, in verse 17 of of our text. I like what Eli said. Eli answered when he had found his mistake and said, go in peace and what? The God of what? Israel. The God of Israel do what? Grant you your petition. Every relationship the child of God has is between him and his heavenly father. There are no uncles. I'm sorry for the Catholic, uh, to, to, you know, to tell the Catholic, you don't need Mary. Praise the Lord. No, Jesus Christ has come. He's the only mediator between God and man. Praise the Lord. And he said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So you don't even need to tell Jesus, okay, wait, let me see the Father. If you get to Jesus, you have gotten to the Father. And then in our dispensation, we have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, no, you know that your bodies are what? Temples of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Son, you have the Father. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and reveals it to us. So where you are now, no matter, God forbid that pastor, okay, now what? you don't have an excuse. Why? Because you have the Holy Ghost. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The God of Israel is your father. He's your God. So we find in this account that family might as well have become reprobate and said, do you know the time we lived in? When we were growing up, or rather, when in our days, the priest was corrupt. They were messed, they were stealing God's money, they were doing all of that. And so, because of that, we decided not to worship God anymore. That excuse would not have held. And that's where the devil has gotten so many people. A, a lot of pastors do that, a lot of bishops do that. But the unfortunate thing is that most of the people saying that in their consciences know that many are not doing it, but see, they won't go. Have I told you the story of the, the, our friend that got, you know, finally, that our brother that finally were there on Sunday. He had some friends who were complaining about all kinds of things that, you know, happened in churches. So he invited one of, he kept inviting one of them. And that one came to church, came to the father's church. And after service, he told him, okay, now you'll be coming. That one said to him, well, uh, he, he, he wasn't talking about money and all, all the things I complain about. But uh, the light in your church is too much. You see, somebody who is going somewhere will find a reason. You say, why is there a lie? That the lights were reminding him of nightclub. <laughs> Just, excuses. Oh, and every one of them. They, you, you can't. There's one that is always writing on Facebook. Who was in this church before? I say all these things you're writing. Did you find it here? Why, why people deceive themselves? Nonetheless, whatever be the case, the point is this. Elkanah and his family would not have been excused in eternity to say because 
of what was happening in the temple, we failed in our obligations to God. That provision is not made because God is personal. The relationship with God is what? It's personal. As a wife, God will not excuse you. We have the account of Nabal. He was a scoundrel. He did not make, uh, uh, what, what's her name again? Abigail. To say, okay, me, myself, I will now become what? Scoundrelless. No, she remained a wise woman. There are no excuses. In fact, that your parents are, it's not an excuse. That your children, that your neighbors are, it's not an excuse. Relationship with God is personal. On judgment day, even if you're twins, they will not judge you together. That's why our Lord Jesus is telling us of what will happen in the end. He says two will be lying together. What will happen? He says one will be taken. No matter the agreement two of you have, it will not mean two of you must remain or two of you must go. Any can go. Or both can go. And I pray both and three people and all of them will go in Jesus' name. So there is no excuse. Now the second point I want us to pick from here is that even in that situation, so there, there was a national, the Bible says, a passage we read on uh, second verse 2, chapter 2, sorry. Said they made the worship of the Lord detestable. But no matter what happens in the atmosphere, sweet, sincere, genuine faith cannot be stopped. Are you getting what I'm saying? Genuine faith cannot what? It cannot be stopped. Remember the account of the woman with the issue of blood. Where Lord Jesus Christ said, who touched me? We looked at that recently. Everybody was pressing on Jesus. 99% of those who were pressing on Jesus were not pressing to touch something. They came to see what was happening. It's a show. Okay? But one woman came there and said, I'm not coming to press. She didn't say, if I press his garment. She said what? If I could just touch. And she touched and what? A sickness of 12 years was healed. Meanwhile, all those who were present, some of them had generation sickness. Nothing happened. Genuine, sincere faith always gets a response. That's why, don't go to a meeting and say nothing happened. You can say nothing happened for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can say, I don't even know what the man was saying. That's anywhere I am. If I have to be there, I pray. Get connected. I pray. I say, Lord, let me hear you. Let God forbid that God will say seven things and I will hear none. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter who is speaking. It doesn't matter what is going on. I want to hear. And if I'm sure I will not hear or the one I'll hear the one that will disturb me, I don't listen at all. But if I'm there and I bring myself, I say, Lord, Biko, open down my eyes. Let me see. Open my heart to receive. Genuine, sincere faith will always make what? Contact. No matter the environment. So we find a situation here. Quickly, let me bring out this point. That the Bible says, Penina, you know, I think that name was gotten from pain. That she was anointed to afflict pain. Because the, the, the Bible said, as, as she will provoke Hannah, Hannah will become so sore and weep and not be able to eat. That's, that's not an ordinary laughter. That, that means she had some, you know, she was gifted in that area. You know, there are people who are gifted to cause pain. Okay? So, Penina, the pain giver, will so pain her. And still, brothers and sisters, they didn't excuse Hannah on that. Heaven didn't say, ah, Penina, every time you're making this woman cry. Because of that, let me give her children. Mm-mm. 
She will cry and do, and then the matter will end there. Until Hannah said, this pain that you're causing me, I will gain from it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Spiritual things, they're not emotional. They follow principles. You see, gravity does not respect emotion. If you throw up, if your phone is hot and you leave it, it will fall, is it? If it's cold and you leave it, what will happen? If you take, <laughs> I never forget Mommy Chi's experience with the mala. If you take brand new 1,000 naira and pay me, how much have you given me? If you take dirty, sold 1,000 naira and give me, what have you given me? Does it determine the, this? Spiritual things are like that. She will cry. She will weep. He don't know what I'm going through. He said, tell us. When you finish, say sorry. But something said to Hannah, discern Hophni and Phinehas. If you were a father, will you want them? God will say no. He said, does Eli have any other son? Hannah will say no. That's why she said to God, God, please. You need a son. You need somebody that will redeem the situation here. That's why she didn't say, give me a child. She didn't even say, give me children. She said, give me a priest. Give me a male child. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when you give me that male child, I will not take the child. I know you need a child. Give me a male child that I will lend him to you. That was it. The moment she made that connection, heaven said, we finally found it. We finally found it. We finally found it. Immediately there was a response. That's what happened. Spiritual thing. It, it bypassed the atmosphere. It bypassed Penina. You know, we waste a lot of time. I, I, I'm on Facebook and many of us on Facebook. When I see, you know, programs churches make and the prayer points, when I look at some of them, I just laugh. All of them are enemies. Myself. This is the week for my, my this and my that. Listen to me. The God who reigns in heaven is the one who is running the affairs. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have an uncle, you have a, a, somebody in government. You don't go to him and say, my house rent is due and he will answer you. You go to him and say, what can I do for you? In fact, you go to him and say, I've realized that we can print this poster and we can, you can run for president. Let me print the poster. Eh, the man will say, yes. Like that joker in Kogina. Somebody is making money. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what there is. She said to God, God, I want to give you a son. I want to give you a son. Immediately, her situation changed. I get what I'm talking about, children of God. This is the way it works. Excuses will never finish. You're in an environment God wants to act. And you know the scripture is so clear. He says, that's part of what I want us to pray. He says, and we know that what? All things work what? Together for good to those who what? Who love God and are called according to his purpose will shape everything. That's why we're looking at the direction we're looking in this nation. Because God will promote some of us in ways that will astound us. 
Because when he sees you prepared, he will locate you. He's looking for men to use. He was looking for his son. There was none. The moment Hannah said, I will, there was a response. There was a response. God gave her, intervened. The one that was barren took him, brought forth a child. And that was it. In the same temple, the same man who was overseeing a corrupt system, God bypassed, or rather, is it bypassed now? Or passed through him. Passed through him. Because he was the one that spoke the word. Passed through him. And the faith of Hannah connected. And in the midst of that dark environment, God's purpose was established. Child of God, there is hope for you in this nation. It doesn't matter what people above are doing. It doesn't matter what people around are doing. It doesn't matter what is happening around you. The road between you and God, nobody can stand in between it. Let's rise on our faith. I want you to go to the Lord and say to him, Lord, I know. That no purpose of yours can be withheld. There are things you want done. There are things you want done. God wants to comfort the faint-hearted. God, he said, God wants to show forth his praise. There are things he wants done. I quit making excuses, you know, because sometimes when we talk about Nigeria here, some people just relax. Yes, pastor said it. But pastor is saying it at that level. For those who are there, some things are for those who are there. But where you are, there is something for you. Hannah took her own. Hannah could have said in this place, God cannot answer prayer here. But in that very place, she fell on her knees and started talking to God and started communicating with God and started engaging God. I'm saying, Lord, I want to engage you in spite of the atmosphere, in spite of the time I live in, in spite of is it COVID-19, in spite of the economic situation, in spite of the security in Nigeria, in spite of the corruption in Nigeria, in spite of the nepotism, in spite, oh Lord, of all that is happening in my time. Lord, you are God Almighty and you are doing something. I like that song that says, whatever you're doing in this time, Lord, don't do it without me. Hannah said to God, we see nonsense everywhere, but you are God. And I'm offering my life. And li listen, you know, this, one of the songs that says, we laid down our crown. And, and I was singing it, but sometimes I just say, I lay my heart. Because I say, Lord, you can see there is no crown here yet. Okay, I, I say, I lay my heart down. I lay everything that I am down. But, but, but what, what I want us to pick here is that Hannah... Hannah didn't even offer anything valuable. She offered her pain. Do you understand? You, you don't have to have a crown. You can offer your pain. You don't, don't waste that pain. Don't waste that pain. To some lady that is unmarried here, don't waste that loneliness. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it going through pictures. You know, people know how to take advantage of people. And just, you marry, you marry. And then all your mind, even a dog passes, say, see the one? You know, a God pastor is he the one? Every, no, don't, don't waste. Take it and give to God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Take that pain, take that situation, and offer it to Him. Let the Lord be exalted. Let Him be hallowed. Hannah said, "My pain, I quit to cry. Lord, I turn it over to you. So if I cry again, let me cry that there is no son in the house for God. Tonight, I want you to lift up your voice and say to the Lord, I'm your handmaiden. I'm your servant. I'm your son. I'm 
your child. I'm your chosen one. I'm your treasurer. I'm your messenger. I'm your medical doctor. I'm your scientist. I'm your inventor. I'm your educator. I'm your musician. Lord, take my situation and use it for your glory. Is it, is it not my God? Is it not my Savior? Is it not the one who chose me? Is it not the one who called me? Is it not one who has ordained me to this very thing? Didn't the Bible say that I have not chosen him, but he has chosen me and ordained me to go and bear for fruits, fruits that will last? Then why should I fail? Listen to me, child of God. I have no reason to fail because had I selected myself, I would disqualify myself. But God chose me for himself. And I'm saying, Lord, everything that you had in mind when you placed your hand upon me I surrender it to you Hannah said take my womb and let it be consecrated unto thee take my life O Lord take my circumstance take my situation I'm used to not having a child give me that child and I will surrender him to you and I will go back home without a child Lord take all that I am and let it be separated consecrated for your worship Lord will bless you Lord, we thank you. I want you to thank the Lord as you offer him all. As you offer him all. So, so some of us have just been going through situations you can't understand. And I believe the Spirit of God is speaking to you and say, you can. You can give it to me. I can take it from you. I can take it from you. I can take it from you. So somebody needs to lift up the eyes of his faith and see himself being a, a, a handmaiden. Seen herself being a handmaiden, seen himself being a vessel in the hands of God, and see God using that. My parents forsook me, no one to pay for my school, no one to do this or that. You can see that God is saying, Wherever you are, I can use it. I can use it. I can use it. Surrender it to me. Surrender it to me. You are the Lord. You will do anything. You can do anything. You can use it, O oh Lord. Take me, O oh Lord. Take this life. Let it be separated. Take my difficulties. Take my failures. Take my frustrations. I surrender. I will put my trust in you. I will give all to you. You are my God. 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 Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Seal some things. Make use of the pain. Let the devil regret provoking you. Let the mockery, let them regret. Let everything work together according to the word of the Lord. Let it work together. Let that scripture be fulfilled in your life. All things. Let it work together. Let it work together. Let it work together. Let it work together. Lord, yes. I say yes. Yes, Lord. To your will. Yes, Lord, to your way. Yes, Lord, to your time. Yes, Lord, to your scheme. Yes, Lord, to your purpose. I say yes. Take it, oh Lord. Take it, oh Lord. Then we, we can just take this song as a sign of surrender. You can use anything. You use Hannah. Just offer it to him. Tell him. Because some of us are here now and we just feel there is nothing. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. God can. He, 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 I, I, don't, I don't want to mention Rahab because there is no Rahab here. But he can use Rahab. He can use Rahab. He can use Taman. He can use Saul, the persecutor. He can. 
He can, He can. He can pass through dryness. He can pass through the wilderness of your life. He can pass through the burdens. He can pass through the shame. He can pass through the long days of denial, long years of abandonment. He can pass through all that confusion. He can pass through a history that there is nothing glorious about and still use me in this time. Use me, Lord, even in the Father's church. Pray that prayer, Lord, use me. Use me for the lifting up of heads. Use me. Use me, Lord. Take my hands. I, I wish we could sing, take my emptiness. Take my lack. Take my confusion. Take my frustration. Take it, O oh Lord. You can use anything. That's why you're God Almighty. You took a dry rod and caused it to bird to bring leaves and fruits. Lord, I'm not that dry. You can use me. Somebody's old. You're not that old, child of God. Sir, so you're not that old. The problem you've been going through, God can turn it around. That marriage, God can turn it around. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, O oh Lord. You are faithful, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the performance of your word. You have said to us, you yourself, you watch over your word. Lord, bring it to fulfillment, O oh Lord. Thank you for faith rising up. Thank you for obedience. Thank you for confidence. Thank you for your sons and daughters leaning, putting their whole weight on you. For you are more than able. Blessed be your name, O Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.